This is the Endurance Church Podcast with Pastor Anthony Bass. At Endurance Church, our goal is to live well and finish strong by becoming faithful disciples of Christ. We do this through loving, disciplined, Bible-based teaching, encouragement, and care. For more information about our ministry, head to endurancechurch.org. And now, today's message. We're continuing our study in the Holy Spirit here. Let us just bow our heads here in prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, come right now and saturate us and fill us and allow us, Lord God, to know what your word says to us, that we may be the light that you have called us to be. We ask these things in the power of the Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, welcome again to Endurance Church. For those who don't know who I am, my name is Kenny McDonald. I'm usually hiding back there at the camera. And uh, you might be seeing me for the first time. You're like, oh, I never knew he was here. <laughs> but uh, welcome to Endurance Church. Again, we are continuing our study here in the Holy Spirit. And uh, I haven't preached in a very long time. So bear with me and be patient. And uh, since I haven't preached so long, you know I've got a lot in me. So we might be here for a very long, long time. Just kidding. For that purpose, I've put everything in my notes so I can read it directly and not get off track and speak too long. You know, preachers can be long-winded. And I, last time I preached, I don't think we even had these uh, devices here called PowerPoints. So I might ask for the help right here <laughs> from them behind us, if that's okay, if I can ask. I've got a slide here. It's a quote. Pastor usually starts with a quote. And uh, D.L. Moody, he uh, preaches on the Spirit and being need to be filled with the Spirit. And one day a woman asked him, she says, you always, you're supposed to be a Spirit-filled person. You're always preaching on needing to be filled with the Spirit. Why? And he said, because I leak. <laughs> Amen. And many of us, we leak too. So we need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with us. There are a couple of different uh, different things that the Holy Spirit does, of course. As Spirit-filled believers, we believe that the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of the living God, fills us when we believe in Jesus. But there is another function called the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is a different aspect of God's Spirit altogether. And so we're going to take a look at this scripture verse coming up from Acts chapter 1. And many of you know this scripture verse. And if you bring up that next slide there, Luke begins this account of Acts here. And we'll read this here. The former account I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began to both do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandment to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after many infallible proofs, being seen by them 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, which, he said, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse number six, are we still there now? Okay, verse six. Therefore, when, he had, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said, 
It is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and the uttermost parts of the earth. Lord, we just pray now again that your word will penetrate our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So we must remember that Acts does not give a full history of the church at this time. During this time period, for example, the church in Galilee and Samaria are barely mentioned. And then also the established a strong church in Egypt during this time is not mentioned at all. The book of Acts covers a period of about, um, uh, from about 30 years from 60 AD all the way up to 61 AD at the time when Paul is waiting in Rome to be, uh, appear before Caesar Nero. And then that same time, he began his infamous persecution against the church around 64 AD. Wonderfully, though, the work of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit still continues. Amen? It's not in a real sense that the book of Acts continued to be written today as a spiritual sense or a scriptural sense, but in the sense that God continued us to work through his Holy Spirit in the church. Amen? The Acts of the Apostles, therefore, should be studied doubly for two main purposes. Number one, to trace our Lord's unseen, actual, continual, divine teaching and working. And secondly, to trace the active ministry of the Holy Spirit present in the church. So let's take a look here at verse 2. We see the last work, Jesus, uh, before his ascension into heaven. Verse 2, it says, if we go back to that slide, until the day which he was taken up, after through the Holy Spirit he had given command to his apostles whom he had chosen, who had also presented himself alive after many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Until he was taken up, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, instructed his apostles what to do in his absence. He had given the, the apostles' commandments. Significantly, Jesus did this through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Was, this was the resurrection, glorified Lord Jesus Christ, risen in all authority and sovereignty, and yet he chose to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit in the church, we know what the Holy Spirit is for. We know that the Holy Spirit empowers us to be God's witnesses. And unfortunately, the world doesn't know the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it wouldn't know him. And in some churches, some churches don't know the Holy Spirit. In some churches, they refer to him as it instead of a person. Hence, cousin it. Well, the Holy Spirit isn't cousin it. The Holy Spirit is a real person. Another thing you might hear often in churches is that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. In other words, like there's a pecking order. So the Holy Spirit, a member of the Holy Trinity, is the aspect that God lives and empowers and inspires man. Amen. The Holy Spirit, his work among those who have not yet uh, he has his work among those who are not yet believers. His work is to call those who don't believe, draw them by his spirit, and he does that through us. 
by us loving one another and reaching out in love to others. The Father said, by loving kindness have I drawn thee. Amen. Are you all still with me? Not falling asleep yet? (laughs) So the Holy Spirit also has those works in us who believe, to empower us. And in John chapter 16, verse 7 and 8, you know, we see here, first we're we're thinking, okay, so he said, I'm going to send you the promise of the Spirit, but if you go back to when Jesus was with the disciples, he said, I tell you the truth. It is expedient to you that I go away for... That I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter, which is our Helper, the Holy Spirit, he will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he comes, he will reprieve the world, or reprove the world, or convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So the Holy Spirit convicts us when we're not right, convicts us when we're wrong, tells us, when we should go and when we shouldn't go, what we should do, when we shouldn't do. You should be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit tell you when something's not right, when you shouldn't go a certain thing or say a certain thing or do a certain thing. But we all have the power to override the Holy Spirit, don't we? And we don't often listen. Sometimes we don't listen to the Holy Spirit and we go our own way anyway. He says, go left, and I end up going right. Amen? But the Spirit is powerful, and it's amazing if we listen to the Spirit of God, He'll tell us what to do. He'll tell us to go attach ourselves to that chariot over there. Somebody gets saved. Amen? As He did with the apostles after Christ had risen from the dead. And in my own life, saved my life. One time I was driving down the road, and I was coming to a stoplight, and I stopped at the light, and usually when the light turns green, yeah, I'm the first one off the pedal. You know, the light turns green, I'm like a race car driver. And I was sitting there at the light, and I was waiting for the light to turn green, and all of a sudden, I heard a whisper in an audible voice said, Don't go. So the light turned green, and I just sat there. And in about three seconds, a speeding car came rushing through the intersection, probably 70, 80 miles an hour. If I would have went at the green light... I would have probably been killed right there on that spot in that car accident. But the Holy Spirit spoke to my spirit and told me not to go. This is one of the many examples that the Spirit can do. Amen? So my next point is if the glorified, resurrected Jesus Christ relied on the Holy Spirit, so should we. The pattern for the rest of the book of Acts which shows us the Holy Spirit does operating through the church is patterned after the Holy Spirit's work. The disciple is not above his master nor the servant above his Lord. And even if we are indebted to the Holy Spirit of ministry, surely we cannot afford to attempt the work appointed to us without that same anointing. Amen. And verse number three, it says here that he presented himself alive. After his suffering, many infallible proofs, Jesus also established the fact that his resurrection with many infallible proofs during 40 days. Paul refers to this in Corinthians 15.6 when he says that he was seen by over 500 brothers at once. Amen. 500 people witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ after he was born. And speaking of the things 
pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, some Gnostic New Age teachers would think that Jesus spent those 40 days teaching his followers strange, obscure doctrines to be rediscovered and new revelation today. But Luke tells us that Jesus simply taught much of the same things and themes he taught during his earthly ministry. The things pertaining to the kingdom of God. The things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit in us to teach us the things that pertain to the kingdom of God. Amen? And if you're looking for the answer of the things that Jesus taught them to say and do, you can go right back to verse 1. Of all the things that Jesus both both did and taught. And the important thing is all the things he didn't just teach, but he did. We can't just teach the Word of God. We have to do the Word of God. We have to live the Word of God. Amen? There's nothing worse than being a... uh, Nothing worse that makes Christianity look bad than those who claim they're Christians, but their lives don't reflect a follower of Christ at all. It's a terrible witness for Christ. And sometimes I just shake my head and shrug. Oh, I wish that person wouldn't say they were Christian. They don't live like a Christian. I mean, the Spirit gives us power to live right, to walk right, to act right, to talk right, to do the right thing. Now, are we perfect? No, by no means we're not perfect. But we seek to be perfected by the Spirit of God. We don't continue in habitual sin and habitual foul language and habitual drinking, smoking, or whatever else we used to do before we gave our lives to Christ. The Holy Spirit changes us. Amen? One day I'll share my testimony, but I used to be the lead singer of a satanic, devil-worshipping rock band, worshipping the devil. And I thought I had sold my soul to the devil, and that I was never going to be saved. I was damned for life. But guess what I found out about the devil? His money is counterfeit. He could only write a check that would be bounced because I was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ before the foundations of the world. He bought and paid for my soul. And if God can save a sinner like me, who is worshiping the devil, sexually perverted in the mind, I had a foul mouth, the F word was every effing word out of my effing mouth. But God changed me in an instant the day I surrendered my whole heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit to the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't just go at this thing half-heartedly. We have to give our souls to Christ wholeheartedly and he will change us. He will make us new. He will show us how to love our neighbors. He will show us how to love those who, don't, who we don't love. The hardest thing to do. That young man in that video could not do what he did if he didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit. I cried just immensely after watching that for the first time. This is a true follower of Christ. This person is displaying the love and forgiveness of God. This person is being led of the Holy Spirit and not his flesh who wants to get revenge over the person who shot and killed his brother. That takes the spirit of the living God. So we must seek to be filled with the spirit of the living God. Amen. Mm. there's so much here so let's jump to verse 4 and being assembled together with him he commanded them do not depart from Jerusalem 
but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. John baptizes with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Again, what do you mean? I thought we already got the Holy Ghost. Didn't we read that in John where he said, verse 20, when he was with him, John chapter, uh, verse 21 in chapter 20, Jesus said to him, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, so now I send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. So now why is he telling them, wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit? I thought he just told them to receive the Spirit there when he was with them. Isn't that an interesting thing to think about? We can receive the Holy Spirit, but then there's an empowering that comes from the Holy Spirit after we've surrendered to him, after we've studied his word so we know what he says and what he does, and we know him. Then there comes a thing called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you know what baptism is, anybody know what it means to be baptized? To be immersed. To be covered. So we have to seek not just to have the Spirit dwelling in us, but have that Spirit overflowing out of our bellies like rivers of living water that continues to flow, amen, and overpower us and to immerse us in the Spirit of God. That's the only way that young man could have forgiven that officer is to be immersed in the Spirit of God and pour out God's love to that young woman, amen. And so we have to wait for it, wait means it's worth, for the, it's, it's worth the wait. Amen? It means that they had a promise that it would come. And God is not slack concerning his promises. It means that they must receive it. They couldn't create it themselves. Have you ever seen anybody try to conjure up the Holy Spirit like there's some sort of a <laughs> soothsayer or something like that? and create their own power, and maybe it's an artificial anointing, but we need the real power of the Holy Spirit. It isn't something that we can create ourselves. We need to seek to minister in the Spirit, the way the worship team ministered this morning, the way Pastor Vashon ministered, and the anointing power upon Nate and the, the crew back there to do what they do up here is awesome work of the Spirit. Amen. So he commanded the promise of the Father. Let's see what time or how, how much time do I have? I don't have my clock in front of me, and I got a lot of material in front of me, and I think I'm supposed to be done in about four minutes. So let's go to our slides, and we'll bring our PowerPoints here. Number one, Jesus didn't recommend that we become witnesses. He said we would be witnesses. Amen? In other words, we don't have a choice. I mean, we do have a choice. But he said that he, we would be his witnesses. Now, to be his witnesses is to be what he called us to be. It was St. Francis of Assisi who said, we're going to go out and preach the gospel, and if we have to, we might even use words. In other words, our actions speak so loudly of the love of Jesus Christ that it draws people by his loving kindness. Amen? And when that happens, then we have an opportunity to present the message of the cross. 
and forgiveness and the acceptance of a Savior and why we need a Savior, amen? Let's go to the next point. To be his witnesses, we not only need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but immersed and covered by the Spirit of God. We need to be immersed in the Spirit. Next slide. The best training program for evangelism is of little effect without the filling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Our best efforts will fail if we don't seek to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because then we're acting out of our flesh instead of out of the Spirit. Next slide. We must be His witness. We can't be without the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to be a witness? And what are we to witness of? Again, we're to witness of the things that Jesus both said, what he taught, and what he did. Amen. Next slide. Seek to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you don't think you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, seek the Holy Spirit. Listen for the Spirit's voice. Pray every day, Lord, let me get up this day and let me be immersed in your Spirit. Let your Spirit have your way in my life so that I may minister your love to other people, Lord God. That I may give the law to the proud and grace to the humble. In Jesus' name, we just ask, Lord God, that you will do that. This one I stole from Pastor Pastor Sermon. Remember, God put his spirit in you to impact nations and generations for Jesus. Amen. If you're here today and you don't think you've had that baptism of the Holy Spirit and you need his power, or if you're here today and you haven't surrendered your whole heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit to Jesus Christ, and you want to be his witnesses, you can do that today. Amen. Stand with us, everyone. And we're just going to pray this prayer together. If that's you here today and you need a fresh filling of God, can you slip your hand in the air? We're going to pray for you and then you can put it down if that's you today. Amen. If you're here today and you have not surrendered your heart to Jesus Christ and you'd like to do that today and you want to be his witnesses, you want him to change you to be a person of love and of the gospel and of God's good character. Put your hand up in the air and put it down. We'll pray for you here today. Amen, amen. I see those hands. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We come to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I am a sinner. I confess my sin. And I turn from my sin. I repent and I bend my will to your will. I surrender my heart, my mind, my soul, my body to you, Jesus. Come into my heart and make me new. I vow to serve you the rest of days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray one more time. Holy Spirit, come into this place right now. Holy Spirit, come into our hearts and overflow within us and immerse us in your spirit. Baptize us in the Holy Spirit right now, O Father. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place.
Holy Spirit, you're welcome. If that's you today, say, Lord, just give me a fresh feeling. Just lift up your hands to God and ask him for his outpouring. Ask him to pour his spirit upon you right now in the name of Jesus. God said he will give his spirit to those who ask for it. And we thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. This has been a presentation of Endurance Church. For more about the ministry, head to endurancechurch.org. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash endurancechurch and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash endurancechurch.tv. Remember to live well and finish strong. Thank you.